And welcome back to Everyday Economics, a podcast that helps you learn about the economic world happening around you every day. I'm your host, Chris Krug, president of 501c3 nonprofit Franklin News Foundation. Everyday Economics is a production of America's Talking Network. You can check out all of our great podcasts at americastalking.com. To support podcasts such as this one, please make your tax-deductible charitable contribution by clicking the link in the show description. We're recording this episode on Monday, January 23rd. And joining me, as always, is Dr. Orfe Divangi, PhD economist. What's up, Dr. O? Got questions for you right out of the box. This is the time of the year, right out of the box. A lot of economists are making like projections for the year. Uh, I think it's like almost obligatory, right? So as we open 2023, we're on recession watch. And it seems as if economists are all over the board. So who should we take seriously? Can we break that down for our listeners? Talk about these predictions and make some sense of this. That's right. That's right. And that's right. Every, you know, everybody you hear out there will have uh, some type of prediction for 2023. And so when I hear a forecast, I immediately jump up, right? I get out of my seat. And, and what I think we should do for our listeners is really kind of break it down, like how to think about these and I'll give you a couple of examples of these forecasts. So you got Deloitte, you know, forecasting growth to slow in 2023, but not enough to warrant the recession label. You have EY forecasting a mild recession in in the first quarter, in the first half of 2023. They do also mention inflation's coming down, consumer and business activity are somewhat resilient. The mild winter in Europe could also mean that an inflation in Europe could be coming down and the central bank there may not have to raise rates as much. Uh, the fact that China has abandoned its zero COVID policy could actually be a, a positive thing for the global economy. So I hear all these things, you know, also, by the way, JP Morgan, you know, you look at the, you listen to the bankers, Goldman Sachs will have a forecast. Goldman Sachs is actually somewhat optimistic. JP Morgan also will have a forecast and, you know, they'll say, look, it seems like the economy is slowing, but we could avoid a recession. I tend to actually agree with a lot of these, these forecasts. But the one thing I do when I hear something like this is I go into the basic components of every basic economic model. And so these basic components kind of represent the main sectors of every economy. And the main sectors of every economy are households, right? So consumers. So I ask myself, what are consumers going to do or what are consumers likely to do going forward? The other sector is firms or businesses. Well, what what are businesses doing, right? And this will vary across different sectors of the economy, right? Industries, but just in general, you know, what are business going to do in this environment? And the third one is the government. What is the government going to do? And so that's kind of how I think about that. Well, let's talk about that. And I think it's those are interesting segmentations, right? So what do you think consumers are going to do? That's the biggest segment of the economy. Roughly 70% of GDP is your consumers. And so that's, that's a very important part. And so, you know, like EY, I tend to agree that U.S. consumers tend to be very resilient. Now, with that said, you know, those savings that were accumulating the, during the pandemic have been dwindling rapidly due to high inflation, right? The cost of everything went up and people are starting to, you know, I've, I've de-saved. De- They've spent up all of their savings. And the savings rate has fallen from 7.5% a year ago 
to roughly 2.9% in December. So, you know, people are saving less. Prices are very high. And so when, you know, people get their disposable income, right, their income after tax, they're not able to save as much as as much of that income as they used to. So that's a problem. That's a that's a that's a major headwind for consumers. The fact mm-hmm. that if we're not saving as much of our paychecks as we were, we may not have a lot more to go before we run out of those savings altogether. Right. Some of that decision is completely out of the consumer's hands. I mean, exactly. prices have gone up. It's not as if they're not committed to savings as they cannot. Exactly. The other thing that you have to look into is, you know, the credit card debt arose by 15.2%. That's troublesome. Right. Uh, in, in 20, so far, I think that was up until November of 2022. And so that's a big increase in credit card debt, right? So now consumers have less savings than they had in 2021. Consumers have more credit card debt than they had in 2021. And so those two factors represent less purchasing power, right? And prices are still elevated. Remember, inflation is still around 6.4%. So prices are still elevated and rising still too rapidly for comfort. And so you put those factors together and that suggests the consumer is going to be squeezed in 2023. How about businesses? You think about businesses, and if you have a consumer that is squeezed, meaning weakened demand for your goods or services as a business, well, you're likely to pull back in terms of your investments, in terms of your hiring, right? You're not going to expand your business in 2023, and you may even be forced to lay off some workers. And we've seen this in the tech and mortgage space where we had, uh, you know, layoffs in those sectors, big businesses that expanded too fast, maybe too much during the pandemic, have also cut down significantly, right? We saw Amazon, we saw Alphabet, Google's parent company. We were seeing layoffs everywhere in the tech space and the mortgage space. Luckily, layoffs remain low on aggregate when you look at the the broad economy. But yeah, and you also have the cost of financing new investments has gone up because interest rates have increased. Now, the good news and financial conditions have eased somewhat in the first two or three weeks, two weeks, three weeks of 2023. We saw the 10-year, the the yield on the 10-year treasury bond fall a little bit. We're seeing even mortgage rates fall since September. So, so financial conditions have eased, and so that's uh, that's uh, that's a little bit of a of a tailwind for the U.S. economy in the first quarter of 2023. How about for government? And for the government, right? So you worry about you know what's you know is the government going to spend more, spend less? But I think the biggest threat right now is this looming debt ceiling crisis, right? That could potentially raise borrowing costs. And if that happens, of course, that's going to probably send the US economy into a recession that could essentially have been avoided. So that's kind of the framework that I use to try to assess whether or not a a forecast makes sense. And I wanted to make sure that our our listeners have that in mind whenever they hear that next uh, prediction for the US economy. Well, I do appreciate it. It's always great to catch up with you. For Dr. Orfe Dibangi, this has been Chris Krug. Subscribe to Everyday Economics and dozens of other quality podcasts at americastalking.com. 